Welcome to Canada's podcast. Welcome to Canada's podcast. I'm your host, Celine Williams. And today I am joined by Matt Wittick, who's the founder and CEO of Fill It Forward. He is a social entrepreneur on a mission to inspire the world to reuse. Matt has worked with many leading retailers, food service operators, universities, and brands to promote the use of reusable products. His products and programs are used by millions of people around the world, helping to eliminate single-use plastics from our landfills. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Celine, it's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. I, I, I mean, I'm very excited to talk about this for a lot of different reasons, but the first thing I want to do is ask the question of how did you get to this point? How did you get to fill it forward into where you and this business are at this point in time? Yeah, Celine, uh, how much time do we have? You know, because uh, <laughs> all the time it, in the world. Oh gosh, it's you know, it's a long story, um, but uh, you know, maybe I'll give you the short version. Um, long story short, I grew up in Peterborough, Ontario. Um, I, I grew up with you know parents that uh, owned a local grocery store, so I, I got to see firsthand, you know, the creativity that goes behind you know sort of running a business. I got to see you know the connection to community and to customers and to making an impact very early on. And uh, that certainly resonated with me. You know, fast forward, I went to the University of Guelph uh, here where, where our uh, corporate headquarters are um, uh, many years ago, graduated in 2003, and uh, was fortunate to work for a company, a, a small company at the time that was uh, looking to make an impact, a positive impact, and fell in love, you know, really early on in my career with this idea of reuse and the power of reuse. And mm -hmm. Um, for me, every time I was sort of, uh, I did sort of inspired or worked with a customer to encourage them to promote reuse or use a reusable in any way. And I used to literally go grocery store to grocery store trying to convince people to not use single use plastic bags. Um, if I could do that, if I could convince a customer of the impact that they were making, um, I, I believed that it was making an impact. You know, at the time, that would mean maybe 500 to 1,000 single-use plastic bags being diverted each and every year from just that one customer or that, you know, that family. Um, so I saw very early on the impact that it could make, uh, but I always sort of had this entrepreneurial spirit um, that, that, that I had from, from a very young age. Mm. And um, in 2012, I went to my wife at the time who was very pregnant with our third daughter and said, uh, this is the time that I think I should leave my very well-paying job, mm. uh, working with people, by the way, that I really liked and doing meaningful work. But, you know, I had this other calling, this other sort of direction that I wanted to go. And thankfully, uh, my wife was very supportive and continues to be very supportive. And we sort of sold everything that we had at the time. We had a couple of rental properties um, that we had sold, and that gave us just one year of runway. And we thought if we could make this thing work, um, in one year, then we could maybe earn a second year or a third year. And here we are almost 10 years later um, uh, with the Philip Ford company and making an impact and getting to work with amazing clients and, and an amazing team uh, that all is, you know, that all really care about people and the planet. So um, that's the short version. I'll spare you the long version for now. <laughs> I love that you were making it work every year because clearly you've done more than make it work. So I love that that was part of the journey is like, let's just get through this and let's just get through this. Because I think it's, we hear that a lot from entrepreneurs, right? Especially if it's, you're not getting external funding, you're not looking outside for the help. 
Yeah. And, and we didn't, you know, we didn't for lots of reasons, but one of the reasons that we didn't sort of look for external funding was that we really wanted to sort of control, you know, the, the, our destiny as much as possible um, in terms of where the company was going to evolve to. And that would have changed. It would have changed a lot had we looked for outside investment. And, and I'm not saying, you know, getting outside investment's a bad thing. It's not, it can be a really great thing. Um, but for us, we just wanted to take it step by step and, and maybe evolve at our own pace, which we did. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So I have two things I want to ask. I'm going to start with one of them. And the first one is what, so this, you know, the space you work in is clearly an arena that you are passionate about. So what is it that drives you about this area? I'm calling it area because it's a, it's not, you know, a single narrow thing necessarily, mm -hmm. but like what, what is it that makes you so passionate and gives you this drive to keep doing this? Yeah, for me uh, and for our organization as a whole, it's about, um, it's about making an impact and it's about providing an opportunity for consumers to make an impact. And what draws us to reuse specifically is that it, it's one of those things that's very accessible for people. You know, you know fighting climate change um, can sound daunting and, um, and it's certainly something that we should all be thinking about and focused on. But you know, the, how, how we make an impact can, can be a challenge for people and understanding how to make an impact. Whereas bringing a reusable water bottle with you to work or to school, that's not that challenging and it can have a real impact and an immediate impact or taking a reusable bag with you when you go to the grocery store. These are things that we can all do fairly cost effectively and can have an immediate impact. You know, the second part for us is that we believe that reuse is just that, that first act, you know, that the first act on a sustainable journey and it's the first thing that people do. Um, and so we spend all of our time and energy focused on that. How can we inspire people to reuse so that they can start this sustainability journey that's going to lead to even more action and even more impact uh, throughout somebody's life? So um, that's why we're so passionate about it. And uh, we know that it's not going to solve climate change on its own, but we know that it's a very, very important first step. Well, and I mean, nothing is going to, there's not one thing that's going to solve climate change on its own, right? Like that's the reality. So I think having that very clear lens that this is a place that people can start the journey and focusing on getting them into the climate change funnel, let's call it, getting them into the sustainability funnel, it has to start somewhere. And and so I think it makes sense that that you have tied for yourselves, I'm not saying you tie this to the consumers, but you've tied for yourselves the process that people can go through from here you understand the longer term effects of starting here and so focusing the energy on getting people into that you know stepping onto that stage um, is a great place to put the energy because once you're on the stage it's a lot easier to stay on it it's a lot harder to get people on the stage in the first place in the first place yeah. I, you know, I appreciate you saying that. And I, and I agree with you completely. You know, we, we see reuse, we frame it as this simple moment of generosity that shows love for people on the planet. When you actually really think about it, you have a choice. I have a choice to either bring a bottle with me and look for, you know, a refill station somewhere, or I can go to my fridge and grab another single use one that will end up having to go to recycling. And if, and most likely not even get recycled in the end anyways, but that's a whole nother conversation, right? But um, the point is, is that we have these choices. And if we can just start making, you know, in our view, better choices, then we can have a, a lasting impact together. So 
um, it, that's, that's what we do. That's all we focus on, you know, all day, every day, professionally anyways. Okay. So I have to, I know you said it's another conversation, but I have to ask the question because I will bet you money that there are people listening to this. And I am a person that I'm obsessed with my like metal water bottles that I take everywhere with me. Right. But I hear all the time, you know, but I can just recycle the plat. Like who cares? I'm just going to, I'm at an airport or whatever the case may be. I'm just going to buy a water bottle because I can recycle it. So can you very succinctly, because I recognize I'm sure it's a much bigger thing, but mm-hmm. what is, why is that bad? If people think, well, it's going to be recycled anyways, where are they going wrong in that thought process? Well, th- there's a few things. Number one is that you're, you're probably not fully thinking through the, the impact of just getting it to the store and getting it into your hands, right? That there's a tremendous footprint in just getting that product you know, to store, you think about pallets and pallets and truckloads of single use water bottles in this example, right? That need to run through the distribution process, get into stores, get into your cart, get, get to your home, right? Be refrigerated for you to use and then to put back in the recycling bin. So that's, that's the first step. The, the second thing is that, you know, and there's lots of information that's publicly available around what reuse or sorry, what recycle rates truly look like. Um, you know, the recycling rates in, in Canada aren't, it's not 100% of those single-use bottles are going to get recycled. Um, last I looked, I believe it hovered around 75% globally um, in terms of actual uh, the, uh, bottles that weren't getting recycled. 75% of them weren't getting recycled. Um, wow. So, so, I mean, that's a global rate. It, it shifts. But, you know, the point is we don't have to look too far to see the impact, you know, the snow's just melted where we are here in Canada, you know, uh, you can look outside and, and, and see single use bottles. You can see paper cups, you can see single use masks. Now, you know, you, you don't have to look too far to see these things not getting recycled. And, you know, in coastal communities, it's not uncommon for them to end up in oceans and that's how plastics end up in oceans. So there's so many pieces to this. Um, and, and we haven't even talked about the cost yet. You know, not even the environmental cost, but the cost to you as a consumer. Um, you know, it makes so much more sense to to pour to the tap, and if you feel better, put it in you know a filtration system in your fridge. And you know, it's just so much more efficient on so many levels. Um, for us, it's just you know, in many ways, a no-brainer. But you know, we we know that people feel differently about it, and um, those are the conversations we want to have. Thank you for sharing all that. It's really, it's really interesting having done some traveling in, you know, Southeast Asia and various parts of the world where you can't drink water from a tap and you are reliant on bottled water because it's not safe to drink tap water in a lot of parts of the world. I always think, and this is why I love my, you know, metal water bottles I bring everywhere is because it's a privilege to me that I don't have to use the plastic I don't have to have that impact. I can drink water out of the tap. I mean, I filter it, sure, but it's safe to drink. That's, so, that's right. We're, we're very fortunate in most parts of Canada, not everywhere. Of course. Um, there's many parts that, that don't have access to clean water and, and that needs to be addressed. Um, but most of us do. Um, and, you know, and it's, it's just so much, it's so much more efficient. Once you get in that habit, it's so much more efficient because you don't need to think about lugging them from the grocery store. You don't need to think about, you know, you have less recycling to, to roll out to your curb each day. I mean, there's, there's actual like functional benefits and, you know, lifestyle benefits of converting to a reusable bottle in this case, but um, that can have a tremendous impact over a period of time. Yeah. 
So I'm going to ask the question because I can, behind you, you have the sign that says each time you refill, help give clean water to a person in need. And we just spoke about clean water. So can you tell me a little bit about what that, what that means and how, you know, how fill it forward is doing that? Yeah. So we, um, we, in 2012, um, we started down this path of, of trying to inspire people to reuse very early on. We recognized two things. Number one was that, um, was that we weren't going to solve this problem on our own, that we really needed to work with other companies, other organizations um, to, to make an impact and, and to make the impact that we wanted. And, and for us, our mission is to inspire the world to reuse. The second thing that we realized was that product was only sort of part of the solution um, and, and an important part for sure. And that there was many companies that were doing product really, really well. Um, and, you know, so our intention of, of the product side of our business is to, to really introduce products that to show consumers, to show people, show the world how to integrate with our technology. And the way that our technology works is that, you know, basically we have these personal reuse trackers. They're little stickers. They can be put on, in this case, a reusable water bottle, but we also have them available for reusable cups. We have them available for reusable food containers and, and reusable shopping bags as well. And you put these trackers on your product. So bringing it back to the bottle example, because it's the easy one, easiest one to sort of maybe build on the the previous part of our conversation. Yeah. Um, so you put this personal reuse tracker on your, on your bottle. Um, you download our app for free. It's called the Philip Ford app. And you simply scan that tracker when you reuse. Each time you do that, you're going to provide clean water to somebody in need. So we partner with water charities all over the world to help them fund their water projects. And which means that you can effectively turn the tap on for somebody else at the exact same time that you're turning the tap on for yourself. Uh, at the very same time with our technology, we help you understand the impact, the environmental impact of your, of, of your reuse. Because every time you do reuse a product, you are making an environmental impact. You're saving some ocean pollution plastic from ending up in our oceans and our waterways. You're saving emissions. You're saving landfill waste. In short, you're making an impact and we help capture that uh, within our platform as well. And the way that we fund those programs is through product sales, through tracker. We sell the trackers on their own. So if you have your own bottle, you have a stainless steel one, it sounds like, and that's fantastic. Awesome. You know, you can take a tracker, put it on that bottle and you can participate in our programming. So you don't need to buy a new product to do it. So we sell those trackers and then we have corporate partners that help us fund uh, water projects. And, and we now have nutritious food projects as well uh, within our platform. And uh, we're really expanding and, and building out the giving part of our technology. And it's, it's been really exciting to see how that uh, connects with consumers. I think there's such a, there's such a opportunity for um, the way that you've thought about this in the world, right? Which is that it's not, there's a, it's the socially conscious entrepreneur where it is, yes, you and your business benefit but there's an impact externally. There's an impact on other communities. There's an, it's not just, it's like, I mean, Tom's is the classic example, right? Where it's like every pair of shoes you buy, they give a pair of shoes to someone in need where there's a social impact to the ability to grow a very successful and profitable business. It doesn't have to be only me. This can be an us situation. And I love that that's built into the framework of what you do into the foundation of what you do. 
Yeah, thank you for saying that. And in fact, you know, our giving model was was originally based on the Tom's one for one model. And there's lots of companies that do that. Totally. And, and these are these are very effective models that can have an impact, a big impact. Um, what we wanted to do was and what was kind of working against us in some ways with the with our traditional one for one is that it always required you to buy something to give something. And, and um, th that's a great model. And if you're looking for a new pair of shoes, Tom's is a great, is a great uh, uh, brand to support. Um, but because what we were saying is, you know, we want you to reuse as a consumer and eliminate that single use waste. Um, we wanted to create a giving model that really aligned with that vision. So we, we sort of created this new model that was a continuous giving model. And it didn't require you necessarily to buy a new product. And of course, there's many challenges and, you know, many challenges in, in trying to create a model like that. Um, but it was extremely important to us. And we think that we've gotten the business model to a place that, that makes a ton of sense. And we're able to continue to support. We've now funded over 283 water projects around the world. We've eliminated, we just hit 5 million single use items from ending up in our landfills or oceans uh, or recycling. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we've been able to make that impact and we've been able to do it at scale, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, but there's been a lot of learnings, of course, along the way as well. So I'm going to ask that question because you brought up challenges and learnings. So what have some of your biggest challenges been or even your biggest? And, and most importantly, what are the lessons that you learned? Like what is the the challenges are great, but like what did you get from them? Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a couple of maybe key moments for us as a more than a couple, but the first two that I thought of when you asked that question um, was, you know, number, number one for us was this sort of pivot from product to technology and understanding that, you know, if we were going to say to the world that, that we're not the solution, that we're part of the solution, but we're not the whole solution, that what that meant was that we really needed to move beyond product. Uh, because there was companies, many companies, you know, that are making great products and For we sure. didn't want to, we didn't necessarily want to spend all of our time thinking about how to keep your water colder longer or your coffee hotter longer. Um, there's companies that are doing that extremely, extremely well. So that, that pivot into technology and understanding that, you know, if we could take somebody's like, you know, uh, hopefully your users have heard of a company called Nalgene. They, they make a, a reusable bottle for many people especially in the nineties um, and even the two thousands, like that was the first bottle that, that people sort of had when they were, when they were growing up. Um, we thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could tell somebody, you know, over a period of time, what the impact had been with that old beat up Nalgene bottle that you're carrying around. Wouldn't it be cool to say, you know, you've used that for five years, you've eliminated, you know, 3,500 single use bottles and here's the overall impact. So that technology pivot in 2016 for us was a, was a really big piece because we didn't have a ton of experience in the technology space. Right. Um, so that was maybe learning number one was to say, hey, like, let's just go for it. You know, we think that this is the right thing to do. We think that the world needs a technology to help connect and engage consumers around sustainability. Let's go build it. So we sort of, we, we took a big leap and went down that path. Um, and for a small company, these are big Big, big decisions, right? So huge, yeah. Um, and then in 2018, um, we we sort of we saw our Philip Ford one for one model because originally that's how our programming was built was buy the bottle and we'll give clean water. Um, we saw that model. We saw the technology piece starting to come together, and 
we made this, in my mind, an even bigger leap to say to the world, you know, we want to give every time you reuse. And that is a, a huge statement to make, especially if you want to really live up to it, which, which we have been able to do and will continue to do. Um, that was a huge statement for us to make. So I think the learning there was if, if we really, if you really believe in it, which we did, then, then, you know, and, and we built a business model that, that could really make sense for both consumers to understand and, and our corporate clients to understand and our charitable partners to understand. If we could build that model correctly, um, then, then we would, we'd be able to sort of inspire that reuse on the scale that we wanted to. Um, and, so I guess the learning is, you know, if you believe in it and if it feels in line with your company values and personal values, then just to take that leap because we did. And, you know, fast forward to 2018, 2019, after we worked through both of those sort of pivots and these became our most successful years because we've been, when we tied giving to technology, it really changed the game for us. Um, and has really paved the way for the growth that we're seeing now. And I believe the growth that we're going to see in the future as well. So I love that. And congratulations. I think that's an amazing, I mean, a great lessons to learn and amazing turns to take. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And when you look to the future of, of you as an entrepreneur, but also fill it forward, what, do, what does that look like? What do, like, what do you see as part of that future? I'm not holding you to any of this, just for the record. <laughs> this is not set in stone. I'm just curious because I think that's part of a really important part of that entrepreneur journey is being able to vision it and think about what it could be. It doesn't mean that it's guaranteed, but like, what do you think is part of that future? Yeah, great, great question. Um, one that I definitely think about often. And I think, you know, for us at Philip Forward, what we're thinking about is how do we take the story that we created around bottles, you know, this idea of giving, giving water every time you refill connected to a reusable water bottle. How do we tell that story both at scale and also into, uh, into new sort of product categories? And an example, actually, we're, we just launched uh, this month, we launched our new reusable bag program. So what that looks like for consumers is every time you reuse a bag, when you go to the grocery store, now you can give nutritious food to people in need. So it's finding ways to tell those stories in a, in a sustainable way, in a succinct way that can really connect and engage with consumers. And we see opportunities with a lot of reusable items um, and, and, and helping to divert single-use uh, items uh, across many different uh, markets. So we're really excited about that. And, and also the giving model. I think what, you know, what we've really been working hard to create is a giving model that connects to product in new and interesting ways and helps to tell stories. And I wonder, as we look back five or 10 years from now, if we're known as you know, the organization that helped to develop that model and can continue to make an impact from that perspective, I think that's a, a real win for the organization and hopefully also for people on the planet all around the world. So I think it's, it's both. It's sort of tying in the sustainable, sustainability piece uh, with the giving piece and finding new and interesting ways to tell stories. I think that I love that you brought up stories because I think that there's such an important part of any biz. Like, I mean, listen, we connect to stories. We're humans. That's what we do. I think there's such an important part for any business to be aware of, of how you tell the story and the stories you tell matter. And I think it sounds like, especially for, 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 um, a company like Philip Forward, 
there's the added bonus of when you have a giving model, people can't always, they can't connect to it without that story. So you have a real opportunity to build a whole um, library of stories that help people really see the impact and why this matters and what they can do next. And I think that, that that's anyone, I would say, any person who is interested in, in that kind of social entrepreneur model or involving that, I think the importance of stories cannot be underemphasized. I couldn't agree. Not, I said the wrong thing. Cannot be overemphasized. <laughs> and I almost said I totally agree with you, which, which I do, which I do agree with the, the second with the part. The right one, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, stories are so important. So important. I mean, we're taking a reusable water bottle, which is, you know, quite common. <laughs> Probably most of your viewers have one, at least one of these uh, in their cupboards. I hope they do. Um, and, and what we're really trying to do is tell the story of impact. We're not telling the story of function or, you know, how it's going to provide value in your daily life, which it will do those things too. What we're saying is impact matters. And we're providing platforms for people to understand their personal impact, as well as, by the way, companies and organizations and schools to understand their impact as an aggregate so that they can understand the community impact um, and they can tell stories about their impact. And it really becomes about them. It becomes about their company or their organization telling the story of their impact. Um, we're just helping to facilitate that, which I think is even more exciting um, as we continue to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you were to look back on the mat of almost 10 years ago now, eight years ago, who was sort of starting this journey off, um, what would you, what advice would you give him? Like what kind of stands out as the advice that you would want to give eight years ago yourself? Oh, wow. Um, so what I, what I didn't tell you, um, you know, when I, when I'd sort of There's left always my, something, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> there is, right? Um, when I left my well-paying job, um, I thought I had a lot of things figured out. I thought, you know, I was fortunate, you know, to, to learn a lot in, in um, the nine years I was with, uh, with the other company. Um, and they provide a lot of opportunity for me to learn and grow. So I thought I had a pretty good understanding of what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And I learned very early on that I did not have it figured out. Um, at the time, I had just this one product and I was out telling this story. And I came home one day and I said to, and said to my wife, I, you know, I, I think we have to pause for a few months and really understand, uh, really work to understand the value that we wanted to bring in this space, the types of clients we wanted to work with, what our mission was, all those sort of, sort of basic things now. Uh, that I think about, but it's really, really important. And I, I said, I, I think we have to pause for a few months while I sort of figure this part of it out. And I, I believe we're going to be better off if we do it. But if you remember, I, I said, we only have, you know, 12 months of runway. So now I want to take 25% of that. And I just want to like hunker down and try to figure it out. And I'm so thankful that we did and that, and that she was patient and that I was patient in the, I, well, I wasn't that patient to be totally honest, but she was much more patient with me than, than, than maybe I deserved. But, um, you know, we took that time. And from that time, you know, we, we established our mission. 
we, we sort of built out this idea of the Philip Ford initiative. There was so much creativity that, that really stands out. But I think what I didn't fully learn, even in that three-month window, and thankfully it all worked out, um, but was, was just to be patient. You know, I've, I tend, as many entrepreneurs are, I'm sure listening to this, um, I'm not extremely patient. I want things to happen quickly. But change takes time and good things take time. And uh, so that's probably the advice I would give. Um, I'm hesitant to say that because the flip side is, you know, if you're not patient, it does sort of force you to maybe move a little bit quicker. So maybe the advice is being patient with yourself, you know, and, and allowing yourself those moments to grow and learn and acknowledging that, that good things take time. Well, I think that's a really important point is that it's a balance, right? Like there's, there's a balance to between continuing to move forward in a way that is fast enough that you're still relevant and you're still doing something meaningful while still being patient to not rush into things, to make good decisions, to allow yourself time to ideate or figure something out. Because I think, unfortunately, we tend to, a lot of us tend to, entrepreneurs especially, we jump into move forward, move forward, get it done, keep it going, keep it going. And we don't take that time. And I think the flip side of that, unfortunately, when we think of a very bureaucratic organization or some of the traditional ways of working is that they're way more on the let's the patient side, if you want to call it, where it's like every decision, we really have to slow this down and we need better information. We need more information. And there's a balance between the two yes. is kind of what I heard you say. Yes. You said it better than I did, but yes, you know, it's, it's a good, uh, it, it is about balance and I'm not sure, especially then even, you know, being a little bit younger, I, I even fully sort of understood that myself. Um, but I'm, I'm still working on it. You know, we're still improving every day and, you know, trying to make sense of these things. I fully appreciate that. It's, it's a journey, right? It's it is. A journey. It is. Um, so before we wrap this up, I kind of, I just want to ask this question. Is there anything that, so first of all, thank you for sharing your story. It's fascinating. I think what your company is doing is amazing. And I love the impact you're having on the world. Um, and I know it's going to be really interesting for our viewers and our listeners to, to hear this and then, you know, go check Philip Forward out, which they will all, all in the show notes. But is there anything that you would want to leave them with, whether it's something from your journey or something about, you know, the impact or the environment or fill it forward? Like, is there, what would you want to leave them with at the end of this conversation? Wow. Um, you know, trying to think a little bit about your audience and what might be most helpful to them is that um, I think we've covered a few things on, on this call, you know, impact, matters have making a positive impact matters consumers are smart you know they they see through you know any of the bs right you know they they get it so being transparent uh has been extremely important uh, at least for us um you know knowing where you are on your journey i've i've miscalculated at times you know in terms of where i i thought we were on our entrepreneurial journey and and thinking that maybe we were a little bit further ahead than we were and acknowledging that that's okay, you know, wherever you are, it's okay. On, on it's all part of the journey, as you said, um, and understanding that it is a journey. And you know, for me, as I reflect, I think what I've grown to understand is I've given may, maybe been a little bit more patient with myself, and and allowed myself to understand the journey is that is that you know, it, it's just it's it's fun, you know, it's it's so rewarding, 
and you get so much of it, it, it you know, as much as you put into it, you're going to get out of it at the end of the day. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful to be honest you, it's a, for your audience, but like, um, yeah, I hope, I hope whoever's listening to this just understands that, that they can make an impact. And that sounds so cheesy. <laughs> you know, I get it. Trust me. I'm hearing myself say that and it sounds cheesy, but, but it's so true. And looking for those places that align with your values um, and trying to make an impact really can make the difference um, between a successful business and a, and a business that's not so successful. Um, at least that's been our story. So I want to, so first of all, thank you. And I just want to acknowledge that I don't think that's cheesy. I think it's, we often, we talk about impact, but I think very few people really get to, are, are that clear about what they want their impact to be or what the impact they can have could be or what that looks like. And we talk about it, but I don't think a lot of people put it into action. And I think that what you have done and what you're talking about is how is really that getting it to be a real thing, not this idea that we talk about impact matters, but like, what is the, how can we practically have an impact as a human? How can we see our impact? How can a business have an impact? And I think that is actually very practical and important and not cheesy at all for the well, record. I really appreciate you saying that. And, and just one quick thing I would add is that, you know, impact doesn't necessarily mean just this sort of side initiative that you have where you give back a certain percent of your sales. It's really finding ways. And that's an, a noble thing. But I think it's really finding ways to integrate it into your culture. It's finding ways to integrate it into your company and your brand um, that, that are truly um, organic, maybe, and, and, and authentic to, to who you are maybe as an individual or who your company is, um, because that will resonate with everybody around you, your consumers, your, your, your customer story, your clients, um, yourself, you know, it's going to, it's going to really resonate. And, um, so I, I hope that maybe that's the message is you, you can make an impact, a real impact. I love that. Um, Matt, thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. We will have all the links to your website in the show notes. Um, and I really look forward to seeing more of the impact that you and Philip Forward have on this world. Celine, thank you so much for your time and energy. It's been great. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share our story. Absolutely. My pleasure.